Welcome to another episode of the Lipstick League. I'm Natalie Eganoff. And I'm Nicole Mahalik. And we are recording this right after the Phillies lost to the Padres. And we got excited because they were up for nothing. And we're like, wow, this is going to be a sweep. And then they ended up losing. But on the brighter side, Natalie and I did show up to the podcast in matching sweatshirts and drinking tea that we did not plan. Yes, I feel like that's a good that's a good sign. We have <laughs> on our matching specific green tie-dye with the shamrock. I have the Philly shamrock. Nicole has the Sixers shamrock. So yeah. we're representing um, our teams. Yeah, Philly's just lost. To be honest, I I said this to you prior to us um, starting recording. I wasn't confident. And it has nothing to do with their ability or their skill set or how they've been playing. I just feel like when you travel, uh, they just had to go to California, right? So they're traveling. Right. Jet lag. I feel like the game yesterday, clearly phenomenal. Got it done. Uh, but, you know, I kind of, I, I wasn't expecting them to sweep, but you know what? Now they come home to South Philly and play three games in a row. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Sunday, Sunday. And you went to the games last week. Yeah, I was there Friday and Saturday and it was beautiful and it was magnificent. And you had amazing have connections or something. (laughs) I, uh, yeah, I had really good seats. Um, I'm really, this is what happens when you're a sports personality in the city. Yes. I, Yeah. yeah, I had really great seats. It was really fun. I'm thankful for them. It was really cool to see all of uh, like every pitch and, you know, I having covered the Phillies, you know, I did Phillies nation TV for years back when they, that was kind of how I got my start in, in television actually uh, was when I did Phillies nation TV. It was like a little one camera setup, but, and we were pay to play, but we were there, you know, me, Corey Seidman, Pat Gallen. uh, It was the, end of the 2008 era when we started that so kind of got to follow you know the team super super close during that time and it's exciting like I I never had the opportunity to even go to a game back then right 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 the closest I was getting was us outside the ballpark with the microphones hey everybody you know so I was just so in all of the moment and I was so thankful for the moment and um it's a there's nowhere like Citizens Bank Park for me. I feel like I've said that before. It like the ballpark is my happy place. And I just go there and it makes me feel good. So being there and seeing the both of those games and then perform as well as they did, you know, nine, nine runs and eight runs. And, you know, I was seeing dingers, you know, and I'm seeing Bryce and having been the person to break the Bryce Harper news in Philadelphia, like being there in in the seat and watching him, you know, just crush those balls and hit those homers. Like it kind of felt like a full circle moment for me. And I, I don't think you and I, do we never talked about this on the pod that both you and I were on the radio live at the same time in the same building working for the same radio station and we got to break the Bryce Harper news at basic at the same time. Oh my God. We never ever really talked about that, which is crazy because it literally happened and we got to turn on the microphones and talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know that when, you know, that moment happened, Ty and I were just scouring um, the news all morning. We had been waiting. I mean, it was like torture. We had just been waiting and waiting and waiting 
And honestly, that morning, it seemed like the bleakest because the reports that were coming out that morning were saying that they were not going to spend the money, that the Phillies weren't going to spend the money on either. Um, and I think the Machado deal had just got done. I can't well, remember. Well, that's what's crazy too. When you think yeah. about it, how it was always Bryce and Manny, you know, Harper and Machado, who was coming. They were the both big time free agents and now they're playing each other in the series, which is kind of cool. I, I was thinking about that too. And it's just great to see the fruits of that, you know, signing come to fruition. And like, this is why Bryce is here, right? This is what they got him for, for to make the postseason and to hit home runs. Right. And yeah. to kind of carry this team. And it's amazing to see them. And then you, you have like Kyle Schwarber, Schwarber and like Nick, Nick Cassianos and, all these other guys, Gene Segura, it's like they have a lot of the same energy that I think that like early that 2008 squad did. And, and at this point, making it to the NCLS, I feel like they could go all the way. I mean, I, I was so shocked and I that they, you know, the wild card. Yeah. The wild card happens. They make it to the NLDS. And I'm like, okay, this is amazing. But like, the reality now that they're in the NLCS, I'm just like, oh my God, I can't believe that this moment is finally here. And it's this team, right? Like it's, it's hilarious because so you know, so three weeks ago, it's like, oh, here we go. Like another fall without the Phillies, like blah. And now I'm like, why didn't they win this game? They should have just swept this. It's like, we get so greedy so fast, but when you get a taste of victory, like the taste of victory is so sweet that it's really hard to like not want more of it. And I and I was saying to my best friend Joe before, I was saying how normally when my teams are playing a team that are quote unquote like haven't won before, haven't won in a long time, I'm a, I'm okay if they don't make it through. So like for instance, like obviously the Padres have not won in a very 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 long time, but I feel different about the Padres cuz you're in fucking San Diego. You got the best weather in the country. You got, you got the beach, you got the hiking. Like you don't need the sports. You know what I mean? It's like we need the sports here because like it's dirty and it's just you know and it's Philly and it's you know and it's dreary sometimes. So it's like we the we the sports are when you live in San Diego, you you don't really need the sports like you know you're gonna feel sad and then you're gonna go lay underneath the palm tree and like drink your pina colada and you're gonna be fine well and, and then you're gonna go on a hike to tory pines tomorrow the um the padres fans who put out that little hype video oh my god hilarious and dads and their new bounces like that's right yeah, yeah. that's right we're <laughs> gonna get you and i'm like yeah that's that san diego sun and that's yeah. san diego the green that they have out there but like, they stay angry as they get <laughs> but like there's no seasonal depression there you know what i mean like no. they say vitamin d fight seasonal depression that's those dads were the epitome of vitamin d you know what i mean like you know before, sunshine all year round before i got picked up by the fanatic and i was thinking if i had to go to another city to do sports i was like where would i go and i thought either like boston right if i had to yeah um, or I thought San Diego, and I think this was right before the Chargers left. Okay. So they still had a football team there. Um, but now I think it's just the Padres. That's all that they have. I don't think they have any that San Diego. I know. No, that's it. They, that's all that they have. Um, but like, again, baseball is such a leisure sport. It's perfect. It's perfect for San Diego strolling yeah. the ballpark. And I like, even like, the, it's beautiful. 
Oh, it's beautiful. I mean, like yeah. that you see the beautiful ocean, like it's gorgeous. Yeah. But even like the Sixers and the Bucks, it's like before the Bucks won that championship, you're like, okay, it's Milwaukee. You know what I mean? <laughs> like they don't have anything. Like the fact that they got Giannis and he works his ass off and Giannis is so funny. Like Giannis is as funny, maybe even a little funnier than Joel. And he's, you know, it like, I'm, I was okay with them winning, but like Boston enough, LA enough, the Florida's enough. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I, I mean, I'll say it, but like, God forbid the Eagles lose to the bills in the Super Bowl, Like it would, it wouldn't be as bad because like, I feel for the bills. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I actually, that would be the only team that I feel like, like I would be very upset, but I wouldn't it wouldn't like put me over the edge, right? right? Like only the bills. That's the only, and because I respect their fans too, right? right? Like, they put themselves through table to feel the pain of like never having won a Super Bowl, you know? Exactly, like, exactly. Saw, they deserve it. So that's what I'm saying. Like I would be upset, but yeah. it would, but it would make it, it would be like, you know what? They're so excited and they haven't ever won. So like, it's okay. But yeah. like with the Padres, I'm like, no. Like you don't need championships there. You're you're in San Diego. Like you're good. Yes. Yeah. And Same thing I've with been LA. Thinking. Like enough with the damn LA went. Like who? Like thank God. That's why I was so. I was like cheering for the Guardians like a crazy lady because I'm like, could you not? But then, but then it's the whole like Aaron Judge thing. And like I do respect. It would have been really horrible if like he broke all those records and then all of a sudden he's like. Eh. But I was like, you know what? Cleveland needs this more than damn New York. Like we don't need another Yankees championship, like wrap it up. But no, the rate, they, that rain delay fucked them up. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. I can't believe the friggin' the Yankees, but they're the Yankees. That's just what they do. I know. But speaking of energy, I got railed on Twitter over the weekend because, and you were like, you can't say bad things about people during the game, but I've never <laughs> held back my disdain for JT no. Ramudo. No, um, like I said, honest with your opinion. Yeah. I just know from my experience. And having gone through it multiple times, it's like, even if your intent is like not to, like the fans are in just such like this mm-hmm. manic state, like that they're like rabid. You know what I mean? They're like, yeah. we're playing, we're playing, we're playing, we're playing. Don't say anything bad or else like, you know what I mean? They just think that it's going to change the whole trajectory. I used to get blamed for, for the Eagles winning. And I'm like, am I out on the field? They'll be like, it's your fault, Nat, because you said that so-and-so wasn't going to be good this game. And then, like, next thing you know, I'm literally getting, like, emails, like, you stupid whore, the Eagles lost because of you. And I'm like, um, I didn't play, and I didn't play call, and I'm certainly not throwing the ball. So, um, and I've talked about it before, (laughs) where I've talked about the fact that, um, I watched him last summer at, not summer 2021, in the VIP section at the Luke Bryan show, say no to a kid who asked for an autograph. This I've this is the second time I've witnessed it. It also happened with Allen Iverson at Hulahams back <laughs> in two back in like 2001. And I yelled at Allen Iverson. I did not yell at JT Ramudo because obviously, like my career is a little bit different than it was when I was part-time on the promo crew making seven dollars an hour. So I felt like I probably shouldn't yell at JT, but I'll never forget it. And then the vax and then the whole comments about him, like, oh, it's a little bit of money. He has bad energy. And so my point was being, yes, I understand he had in the park home run. It was great. He's the first catcher to do it. Blah, blah, blah. My point was, is that it was bases were loaded and he needed to hit the grand slam. And because he has bad energy, 
he couldn't do it because the energy wouldn't allow him to do it. That was my point. But, you know, people wanted to name call me left and right. And I was like, you know what? And then I remembered the quote that said, have you ever met a hater doing better than you? And, and the, the answer, answer is no. Is no. Never. So these people come out of the woodwork hating, but like this dude, I don't even know who, I, first of all, I can't stand the people who have no pictures, no real name. It's so, you're such a coward, right? So I don't know who is, who is Matt Adelphia? He I calls have, himself a journalist. I have no idea. And he's verified. I, to be honest, Nicole, I stopped, I stopped, I stopped doing a lot of um, reading and like paying attention to Mark. the- to the people like the eggs along because and I also have this thing on mine where I block them so I don't even see half of the shit that's said to me anymore because I had to preserve my mental health yeah um, no that's smart this is not the way to get somebody to listen to your radio show or whatever it is you do and I wanted to I didn't even respond because I want to be like asshole like, you know that they don't verify anybody on here. It means that like you're professional and like, what a dick thing to say to another professional. Like, you know, very well what I do. So I just, I can't stand the toxicity. Just it, like, I'm telling you it's titter, 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 titter is a Twitter is a talk. It's a toxic, toxic place. And honestly, it's not like it can be it's bad for your mental health. Like I will just say it flat out. Twitter can be very bad for your mental health. There have been like multiple celebrities who have like spoke out about it before. And yeah. I like, I come from the camp of like, everybody's entitled to their opinion. I don't see the need for visceral reactions. It's one thing to, it's one thing to be able to articulate a debate and like your argument against an opinion, but it's another thing to cross into different territory and like, you know, personally like attack somebody for exactly like, that's what it is else. yes it's name calling it's attacking how somebody looks and it's interesting this one guy was like going at me and I said I said this I said this do you know what this is in reference to because I do I'm more than happy to have you on my podcast to discuss it do you think you responded no no no, no. of course not of course right. not because once you call them out then right. they go back into their basements. That's Correct. what happens. That's why, right. you know, and honestly to be like, sometimes now if I'm watching the Eagles game and I try and live tweet games um, because I like to be a part of it, but there are some times now where if I'm live tweeting the game and I put out something that's like remote, like not even, it could be completely ambiguous and positive and anything else. And somebody responds to me with like something that I feel is like not good for me right now, like for me to read about myself. I won't continue. Yeah. I should, like, just because I'm like, I don't need to subject myself to this, right? Like nobody's required to subject themselves to any sort of like hate on the internet. And I think Twitter is doing a better job of filtering that out. At least I have these things turned on and I don't see it anymore. And somebody sent me actually funny. Somebody sent me a troll account that somebody made of me today. And wow. Yeah. And I guess I must've, I, I didn't see the account. So right. I was like, this is great. I didn't see this. You're like, yay. You know what I mean? Like, but wait, speaking of Twitter, supposedly I went down the rabbit hole today, but supposedly Taylor Rooks, who is a pretty well-known um, NBA reporter is dating Jack Dorsey, who is the CEO of Twitter. Oh, good for her. 
That's interesting. Interesting dynamic. Interesting dynamic. She's a brilliant, brilliant woman. I mean, her her work and um, her career, I've always been in awe of because she's always been um, herself. And I mean, just the way that she has like articulated herself and I think brought herself up through the sports industry is like a testament to her. I want to know how she literally knows everybody. She knows like from Drake to Jack Harlow to LeBron to Jack Dorsey. I'm like, how do you know every, like, no, she did come her, her dad was a professional athlete, her uncle too. So like she did grow up in that world. So I'm assuming that that helps, but like, obviously it's a testament that like, she must be really cool. But when I saw that, I was like, oh, wow. Cause Jack Dorsey's in, in, he's like that whole, there's a very fine line between brilliance and insanity. You know what I mean? Like he's that guy that like is goes, you know, was living in like a, a monk retreat and like, didn't talk for like 60 days or something like that. I kind of want to do that right now, actually. You could, I could. I'd be like, excuse me, excuse me. Wait, I'm looking at him right now. Yeah, it's. He's actually hot. He's actually hot, but he makes himself look disheveled. But I think it's just like a thing. Look, smart guys win. Smart guys win. Right. I'm happy for Jack. I'm happy he landed Taylor Rooks because I feel like that's what she deserves. Like they're on the same level because yeah. I, so maybe that's her, why that they're on the same level. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did not see that they were dating. I love it. I want to talk about so much of this, like, uh, sports gods, positive energy in Philly with the Phillies and the Eagles and the flyers, which like literally came out of nowhere. The union starts tomorrow. And obviously the Sixers fuck it up and they had to lose their home opener. Um, Natalie and I are going to do something that are is supposedly going to help the Sixers. Yes. Natalie and I are taking matters into our own hands for this. In, into but our own hands. It is really freaky that all this positivity is going on in Philly, right? And you and I are very plugged into social media. We're very plugged in the sports world. And like, no one really could figure out why. And then I saw the tweet that literally, I was like, this makes so much sense. And so- let me find it because I need you because it's like one. I first saw the first tweet and then the second tweet. And I was like, yes, yes, yes. And so it says some, this is from our Eric Thomas Thomas. And he is, I think he's, he's, he's an, he's an author and he's from Philly. And so he says somehow Quinta Brunson is responsible for the Philly sports hot, hot streak. And Quinta Brunson is the creator and star and executive producer of Abbott Elementary. Yes. And like, what are the odds that like she created this amazing show showing showing real Philly, like gritty Philly in a positive, fun light and made the entire country fall in love with Philly? I mean, I, I think that any sort of um, highlight of Philadelphia that and I feel like it is catching now, right? Everybody's paying attention to us. I've been saying it. We are the center of the universe and we're certainly the center of the sports universe. And now it's like, people are starting to see that we're not what everybody has said we've been forever. And like, and especially somebody like Quinta Brunson coming from here, you know, being a part of Philadelphia culture and then winning, I mean, like golden globes and Emmys and everything that she's won for her work. And well, yeah. And like, she's so about Philly. Yeah. It's like the energy, like we're getting the positive vibes that 
we've always kind of deserves. I, I think it's just like Philadelphia has been neglected, right? It's been, you know, the little sister to New York and we're between New York and DC, but actually we are the birthplace of America. We are America's teams. The yes. Philadelphia Eagles. Yes. Eagles. The Eagle is the symbol of the United States of America. Not that ugly ass blue star from Dallas with evil ass Jerry Jones, that Dan Snyder shit we could talk about in a second too. But yeah. no, Philadelphia, like we are the birthplace of America. We are, we are bred from positivity and, um, you know, freedom and love and like, everybody being able to be themselves. We are America's team. We are America's city and it's about time. And, and also, yeah, should we talk about the Sarah Bloomquist tweet? Yeah, and so, well, really quick. So I see the tweet about Quinta and I'm like, yeah, like the very first episode of season two of, of Abbott Elementary, she has Gritty on. They're talking about AJ Brown. Like, it's just genius. And then Shay Serrano, who's a really, who's a really famous reporter, tweets last night, rooting for the Phillies just because I want the characters from Abbott Elementary to be happy. Yes, that's <laughs> exactly like, it. I'm telling you, it's like, this is like, it's the energy. Like somebody needed to like bring the positive energy. And like, I don't know. I feel like there's something to be said because I just kind of thought about this. But when you think about, it's all about like the positive energy. And so the last time that there was a show that was so massive that had such a positive effect was It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And that was right before that started in 2005. It did That start. was right before with like Chase Utley and the whole Dear Chase letter. And then they ended up winning the World Series. So like, there's something to be said about like that positive energy. So it's like we had It's Always Sunny in Philly and it was such a big show and a big moment. I mean, it still is, but you know what I mean? It was like yeah. it was the talk of the town and now it's Abbott Elementary. And you know what, that's a, that's a really, really great correlation. And on top of that, Sarah Bloomquist from 6ABC tweeted out this morning. She said the crime fight in Phil's, maybe it's the undefeated Eagles. Philly has recorded zero overnight homicides in four nights. Been a long time for the city. Another streak we can all cheer for. Like, so just to piggyback off of that, I have to have to have to mention that I went to go see um, a documentary the other night that was put on by First Person Arts. Um, I've been involved with them for a while here in Philadelphia, and it was called Triggered. And it's about the gun violence epidemic in Philadelphia. Uh, and it's also in cooperation with the City of Philadelphia Department of Behavioral Health. And I, I implore you, if you can see the movie, um, it, it kind of touches on the reality of the gun violence here in Philadelphia. And it shows real stories of real people who have been affected, but who also like have changed their lives and are now back in the community making the change in like on the ground in Philly. And also like the importance of mental health for the kids in Philadelphia. Yeah. So, so I'm, I implore you, if you're listening to this and you get the opportunity, it's called Trigger and it'll be screening all over Philadelphia, I think starting in November. Um, you could probably Google it and find it but I went to see it it was really eye-opening and if that positivity like if we could have four nights of no homicides in the city because you know there's a lot of kids who are getting hurt here and I'm just hoping that the positivity will lead to our neighborhoods becoming safer because that's that's what we all want that's a, my, the end of my TED talk but well, I can't but I no, can't it's, neglect it because you know it's a passion of mine too but I the inner city youth and yeah and, some, and, and, and maybe someday I'll talk about um you know, maybe I'm ready to talk about my situation. Yeah. Growing up here in Philly um, and maybe share some of that. Uh, but 
it's important to me that, you know, as great as the teams are doing, we still have a lot of work to do here in Philadelphia. And we can't forget that like, this is a city of people and there are a lot of people who are hurting right now. So yeah. that's all I'm going to say. And <laughs> I also think though, that like, it just goes to show the power of sports. A lot of people think sports yep. is frivolous and, but a lot of times it's an escape for people. But you, you know, know? And being on what I loved about being on sports talk radio, what I loved about, um, especially 97.5, the fanatic, you know, all those years I did that. I loved it because it was free and we've reached everyone. You know, yeah. I, I would get like letters from prisoners and, yeah. you know, emails from like people who were like, I'm on a computer and I want to send you an email because I want to thank you for this. Like, do you know what I mean? Like we, sports talk radio reaches everybody and everybody in Philadelphia loves their team so much that like, it, it is more than sports here. It truly is more than sports here. So I'm hoping that we just keep this momentum up and people are better to each other and, and that we keep winning. Yes. And it leads us one more serious note, kind of serious, <laughs> but the, if you watch Jalen Hurts's victory speech, and I actually like tweeted about it. And I even like was one of those weirdo ladies that commented on the Facebook page because I was so taken aback by it. You know, obviously you and I are very, like, you know, you joked about here's my TED talk, but like, I do watch TED talks. I do listen to podcasts. I do read about yeah. leadership and like betterment and stuff. And when you watch him command the locker room and how he was, he literally kept turning in a circle to make sure that he had enough FaceTime and he met everybody's eyes. Right. And he would ask a question, but he would ask it. And then he would like, help prompt the answer. So like people didn't feel insecure about answering, you know, and then he was like, we could, but you're all so talented. We could even do better than what we did. And it's like, if you understand anything about leadership, it's so it's all those little things that he did in a 90 second victory speech. That is so it matters so much. And then he ends it though, like laughing and cursing and having fun. And it's like, it's just, the the science of what you want in a leader you could see in those 90 seconds and you know most people watch and they're like yeah 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 but I watched it and I was like oh wow it was almost like he watched a TED talk and was like okay make eye contact you know remind them that they're talented and they can even do more than they're doing but like show but also show them that like you're silly and you're one of them and you could have fun like it was genius genius and and he tweeted out about how his entire management team is women. Let's just clap it up, clap it up for Jalen because that that is another form of leadership too because being the first person to be like, yeah, I chose all women to run my shit because I believe in women, that is gonna start a ripple effect because then other, like men are are such group thinkers. Honestly, think it like, they love to be in packs. They love to be in clubs. Men totally. love clubs. They love lists. They love like ranking things. Yeah. You know, men are like, they're very creatures of habit. So Jalen Hurts, you know, as a leader leading this undefeated football team, he comes down and he goes, oh yeah, all my managers are women. Every single one of them. That's going to turn heads because other men are going to be like, oh wait, why have we been not picking women this whole time? And it's like, yeah, duh, asshole. How many Uh, other managers like 
like it, it always blows my mind because I think about most agents, like management teams around their players in the NFL, how many of them have also played on the field? And it doesn't necessarily mean that they're smarter than women. I could go on another di- diatribe, but claps to you. Yeah. Jaylen. So just so, so Jenna Malforus, she's management. Rachel Everett is in marketing. Nicole Lynn is agent. Um, Shamika Simmons winter is communications and Chantel Romaine is communication. Yeah. And I was like, God, he just keeps getting hotter too. You know, like <laughs> the more you win, the hotter you get. He keeps a very low profile. You know what I mean? Like you never hear about him. Where, like, where does he go to dinner? Is he like getting a lot of cologne coffee? Like you never hear any honeys up on him. Like, I wonder what the deal is. I feel the like other he, thing. He just what? reminds me of a guy who probably just, he seems like he, a very cerebral guy who just likes to kick it. You know, he's, he's a Leo. Like, he's a Leo. Yeah. Um, also, did you see this adorable picture of Joel Embiid looking lovingly at Jill Biden? Like so that, cute. I was cracking up the one tweet um said Jill Biden meeting the most important person she'll ever meet. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then I had um this one was so damn funny where it's like Carson Wentz looking like Prince Harry in the Bass Pro Shop. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the accuracy, like, yes, like I love when you read something and you're just like, oh my God, this is so funny. I know. See the internet, the internet can oh, be God. but it and also, obviously, poor Carson's hurt again. Yeah. I, I, you know, I feel like he, he might need to hang up the cleats after this season. I, oh, I know. Oh, oh Wensy, poor Wensy. Poor Wensy. It's almost like... <laughs> I really feel bad for the guy at this point. I know. So do I. So do I. I really did you do. see that? Did you see that Josh Allen was at the Padres Phillies game? Yeah. And they said that he's dating. Um, his wife was a Bills cheerleader and she is a Padres fan. Oh, that's why they were there. That's why they were is there. Is he married? Yeah. Or maybe it's his girlfriend. I'm not sure. Somebody, somebody was a bill's cheerleader but she's a padres fan i think that that's what i heard during the broadcast okay. I, I could have that totally incorrect you know who probably had it john clark always up to the minute breaking news <laughs> john clark's like do you know that josh allen is the very first quarterback that's over six five who's through for over 200 yards before a phillies playoff game after eating a hot dog <laughs> i don't know how he does it that man he's unbelievable like, he's wow. too his energy too. Um, oh yeah. So he has, so her name's Brittany Williams. Um, so that's nice. That's nice. Okay. That's nice. So let's talk about Harry, Olivia, <laughs> Jason Sudeikis, the nanny and the salad dressing. What is, cause I have a lot to say about it and I think it all has to do with Go ahead. You go first and then I'll go. All right. Cause this is like your wheelhouse. You know what I mean? And yeah, I, yeah. I, I peek in. So I saw the reports and I was just laughing because I'm like, oh my God, this sounds so insane. But my first thought was like, what's in the salad dressing? Yeah. That was funny like, that she posted the salad dressing. I did see that she posted it. Although I, but they, they both denied it, right? I, I can't believe that. I don't believe that story. I feel like that story is really insane. But then oh, again, I believe it a hundred percent, a thousand percent. So to, to, to explain what happened really quick for those listening that are like, what are you talking about? Okay, so Jason Sudeikis and Olivia Wilde were together. They were never married, but they have two kids, excuse me, cohabitating, co-parenting. And she then 
directs Don't Worry Darling and Harry Styles obviously stars in the movie. And then all of a sudden her and Jason Sigis break up and she's now with Harry Styles. And there was then all the drama surrounding the movie that Florence Pugh was really pissed and she wouldn't do any press for the movie. And so everybody thought it was because Florence was mad that her boss, Olivia, was hooking up with her coworker. And someone said to me like, well, wouldn't you be mad? I go, if my boss started hooking up my coworker, I wouldn't care. Who cares? It's not like I want my boss. Well, here's what really came out then over the, okay. over the last couple of days. It came out that supposedly Florence and Harry were sleeping together casually, but they were having some fun. They were having some frolic time. And then all of a sudden, Harry and Olivia started hooking up. So that makes way more sense to me. Cause I was like, why is Florence so mad about this? Not going to any of the press days, not doing any interviews. It wasn't because Harry and Olivia were hooking up. It was because she was hooking up with Harry first. So then the nanny, this all comes out because Jason Sudeikis and Olivia Wilde's nanny gets paid by the Daily Mail and leaks all this, even text messages. and it came out that Olivia Wilde would make this salad dressing and Harry Styles loved the salad dressing so much. And the one night she left Jason with the salad dressing to go container to give it to Harry. And and Jason found out there was something fishy because of her Apple watch messages. And then supposedly Jason laid down in front of the car and was like, don't go. Yeah, yeah. But like- they both said that that was like, do you think, do you believe Jason, do you believe Jason Sudeikis laid down in front of the car? Yes, like, because I believe that Jason Sudeikis created Ted Lasso. You never watched Ted Lasso, but Ted Lasso is the, the sweetest, most like chill. And I think he created Ted Lasso because he's not actually Ted Lasso. And let's not forget that there's a still a strong chance that Z- Jason Sudeikis is the father of January Jones's baby that she never told who the father is. Remember that? Is it like, no. was it Bobby Flay? Was it John Mayer? Wait, is no, it- no, wait, back, back, back up. What? I didn't know any of this. Oh my God. Yeah. So, so January Jones has a son. I think he's like 10 or 11 now. And she never, ever, ever revealed who the son's father is. But if you look him up, he looks almost identical to Jason Sudeikis. And there was all these boyfriends. There was all these men, pretty famous men who she was, who she was like allegedly spotted with. So that was always the question of like, who is J who is January Jones's baby daddy. And a lot of people say it's Jason Sudeikis and he had nothing to do with the kid. Wait, and so, let me see this baby. Yeah. He's like 10 or 11 now. Oh, no, I don't think he, is he that old? Oh, he's a big guy. Yeah. Oh, he's cute. I can see it. But Martin, she had a really yeah. weird relationship with Bobby Flay. And it's very interesting. So I think that Jason Vegas created Ted Lasso because he was like, I'm not going to be Ted Lasso, but I can create him. And he so my the cutest little boy, would you stop it? He does right. look like Jason today. I know, <laughs> I know. And so my point being though, is that this is the power that Harry Styles has. He's so just magnetic. I can like, imagine what his je ne sais quoi is like because I've been in rooms with with rock stars and you've been in rooms mm-hmm, with rock mm-hmm. stars and I feel like 
you can feel mm-hmm. their energy and somebody of his magnitude, my God, right. He probably floats, doesn't he? And then he's like, a thousand percent. Yes. In and fact, like, he was like, hello, everybody. There was that one tweet that went viral where a girl was at a concert and, and leaned over to the person next to her and said, like, I just can't believe he's real. And that like, he goes to sleep at night, like the rest of us, like he has that energy where you're like, is he real? You know what I mean? Yeah. But here's, here's my point is that, okay. yeah. How are you, like, how do you feel about this? I feel that this is what happens when you have like at work romances. And it made me think like, does an average person who works in an accounting firm, are they magnetized by like Bob in accounting? And then I realized, wait, with COVID and with people working from home, I bet you that workplace romances and affairs have dropped drastically because I think that Olivia was the typical mom at home with her, even though they weren't married, let's for all intents and purposes, husband. And she like, wasn't getting the love and attention. And then all of a sudden she goes to work and she's being razzle dazzled by the hot young thing. And I was like, this is what happens to Nancy at the accounting firm. All of a sudden, Nancy hates her husband, Rick. You know, he's not helping out. And then all of a sudden, Bob, the new accounting VP, comes in, shows her a little razzle-dazzle. But I bet you, I bet you if there's a statistic, I bet you workplace romances are at an all-time low because it's not happening. Now, now, see, I agree that they were probably at a low. But if you're back in the office, they probably went back up. Oh, yeah, because people are- stuck at home with your person. Because I find myself still feeling um, slightly like socially awkward since 2020 out. Like not really anymore, but I remember going to TJ Maxx for the first time after the pandemic and I was in Philly proper the entire time. Like, so were you. So it's like, like we couldn't really go anywhere. We couldn't go anywhere. Suburban places, other places in the States they have still had some leeway. We couldn't right. go anywhere. Like, right. and I remember being in TJ Maxx for the first time and somebody being like right behind me looking at shoes. And I was like, oh, and then I was like in the store and I was like sniffing the candles. Like, oh, yeah. I'm standing in the store sniffing a candle, but also like going out to restaurants was weird for me again. Like it, like interacting, like I was very aware of that. So I can imagine, I mean, I was in a workplace, but you know, whatever. Um, I can imagine that if you were home and then go back into a workplace that that would ante up too. Especially if you're just naturally attracted to somebody in general. Right, so I'm like, was it Harry? Like, so I guess that's the question. Like, is it the fact that Harry is so magnetic and charismatic and it's Harry and Florence wasn't Harry and then obviously Olivia wasn't Harry? Or is it just the fact that like, it was the pandemic and she was home and she was over Jason and it would just be like if somebody worked because I talked about this on my Instagram and a lady and a lady message DM me and said I had tons of workplace affairs and I was like wait what and she goes yeah I worked for a foreign car dealership and there was many there was tons of dudes and a lot of them were hot and I was horny and I had the best time that's what she said. I was like, you know what? Okay, get it. Get I know it. These, these BMW people coming in, they're like, hello. I know that's my terrible job. Now, you know, accent. while your oil change takes a long time. <laughs> <laughs> because it, the lube isn't going in your car. <laughs> no, no. You know what? We should, I'm going to make that salad dressing. 
Oh, you should make it and try it and see. I'm going to make it and try it. I'm going to do that. You know what? Maybe I'll do that tomorrow. Yeah. It's, it gonna, seems very mustardy. It looks mustardy. And what's also interesting is that the when she posted the recipe, it's from a book about divorce. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Isn't it? That's a what novel? I mean. Yeah. Nor, it's it's a Nora Ephron book. Yeah. No, yeah. And it's like a novel on divorce. Very cryptic. I mean, to each their own. They want to operate that way. I suppose that's fine. I, I don't know. I feel bad for the kids. I feel bad for the kids. Exactly. But at the same time, it's a, it's a perfect example of like, you know, the people getting into relationships or like staying into relationships and their needs aren't being met. So then they look elsewhere for their needs. And then the kid, like, it just, it's just messy, you know, and, and I, but like the memes, oh my God. I mean, and the tweets, like, I mean, this one, let me just let me just show you like because obviously the kardashians are always eating salads and so it's like this one is so funny the nanny watching olivia while put this special salad dressing in a to-go cup and it's the picture of the cat at the I table was, <laughs> i saw that one i was dying and i love that cat meme the courtney kardashian olivia while why jason is under a car and she's like shaking the salad yes <laughs> so good so like, good. absolutely hilarious. It just, like just so funny it's just funny I was like a salad dressing like mm-hmm. like he like threw himself under a car over salad dressing I think it was probably just like and again it goes back to like men and feeling insecure and never being able to talk about their insecurities so the fact that like she was leaving him for Harry Styles and like you know I'm sure that there's there there was a lot to unpack there um uh, but never probably got back Oh my God, bank. And the fact that they see, this is why I think it was real because they released a joint statement. Like they haven't been talking. Remember he served to the custody papers on stage. Like it's been very tumultuous, but they released a statement together, which means it's totally true. Okay. Okay. So that's why. Okay. Yeah. Cause they were both like, what? Exactly. And I was like, oh, like she's talking about the salad dressing. <laughs> and wait, did you see the story about how James Corden was banned from the restaurant in New York city. I always pronounce it right. Is it Balthazar? Balthazar? Yes, yeah. Yeah. Balthazar. And you know what? I always thought he had bad energy. He has JT real Mudo energy. I never liked James Corden, but this is what upsets me is that James Corden's executive producer and best friend is Ben Winston. Who's JJ Reddick's friend. So I'm like, if JJ Reddick is, fr- so now I'm like having a hard time with him. Like is JJ Reddick friends with Ben, you know, James Corden? No, no, you can't, you can't go down that road. I know. I, there, there's my anxiety. I'm spiraling. I'm spiraling. You're spiraling. (laughs) Look, look again, like James Corden is his own person and JJ Reddick is way over here. Right. 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 And what we know about JJ is he seems like a straight up guy who will not be rate wasted. Yeah, a hundred percent. know of, right? So that we know of. I'm just talking you off the ledge here. Talking you off. The Somebody ledge. gave me really great <laughs> advice. Who, where they said you have to separate the art from the artist. That's how they said I need to deal with JT moving forward in the playoffs. Separate the art from. It's just like I can't stand Aaron Rodgers. And like, how about Tom Brady? What a spy! If he isn't acting like a middle-aged man going through a divorce, I don't know what it is. I'm waiting for him to dye his hair like blue and and like be like driving around and like oh a my convertible. God. You know, and and again, I'm referencing my my friend Joe again, but he was like, "Wow, what a fall from grace!" And it's like, man, like just unraveling. You know, at damn Robert Kraft's wedding, which that's a whole other story about how 
his new wife is 47 and she's a really famous eye doctor and still is like, you're 81, let's go. Like fascinating, fascinating. But yeah, him showing up without the ring, flying on jets and sucking up the, the, I mean, just. He's, he's doing it. He's like, I can't believe it. It's so funny because somebody said this, a friend's, a friend from high school's husband who is divorced said he's acting like a middle-aged man going through a divorce. He is. And and that's because that's what he is. At the end of the day, all those rings, all the accolades, all those Lombardis, still a middle-aged man going through a divorce. Yeah. You can't, it's, it's inevitable. And I'm intrigued to see what happens with our dear Tom. I mean, but it's so true. It's like, how could you be so revered and like within six to nine months you're just like oh tom just yelling at the offensive line like that like oh my god well, you know what's funny is i feel like they've kind of tapered off that like morgan freeman tom brady commercial that was like yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like running like once every like it's like running like not as much as it was and it's like because maybe that was a bit too a bit premature you yeah knew was due. you knew he was due he was due for an unraveling. For, well, not enough. Yeah. I mean, an unraveling, but he was due for a downturn. I mean, literally, he's 45 years yeah. old. Yeah, 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 yeah. So true. That's so true. He just yeah. is like, can't keep it together forever. No. So um, obviously the Eagles are on a bye week. And yeah, we'll just kind of know. They beat the Cowboys Sunday night football. Yeah. It Cowboys was suck. it was it was beyond beyond remarkable but how about they still have the power rankings as the bills ahead of them isn't that so crazy that is crazy that's because somebody somewhere is a hater oh yeah 100 like the person who is um not verifying me on instagram i say that they're a cowboys fan <laughs> probably 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 there's no reason why i'm not i shouldn't be verified yeah it oh, a thousand percent a thousand told me you have to pay somebody like that's how ratchet it is unless like your company submits it for you I really think that that's what happened to me I think that I that iHeart submitted me like years ago and then it just they randomly do. showed up they do but they I do. haven't worked for iHeart in like four years but that's what happened I logged in one day and I was just verified they say that you wake up one day and you're verified yeah. But I also heard that you have to pay somebody there. So that's kind of shysty. Well, I promise I did um, not pay anybody because I do not have the funds to do that. Oh, no, no. <laughs> but that's Instagram. If anybody's listening, your gal could use it because I, I, I'm i getting two-factor hacked at all the time. I have like the three-factor, like the shit. People try and log into my stuff all the time. It's so annoying. So annoying. So annoying. I know. So, all right. Well, thanks for listening. We really, really appreciate it. Please leave us a positive review, subscribe, share, um, all the good things. And, um, obviously the Eagles are on a buy this week. So it'll be interesting to see how the other games shake out and, and the Phillies Red I know, I mean, continues here in Philadelphia, baby. Like let's go, you let's know, go. let's go. Oh, all right. Mwah. Mwah.